It's the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm Steve Titchener. And on the line, the regular crew, Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey. Matt Lachlan's carved a little bit of time uh, for us today. He's got the Devils Rangers this evening. But, Matt, thanks for taking a few minutes with us. Oh, always. You know, I love talking about college hoops. I love speaking about C. Colin Rutgers. So, yeah, no problem at all. Well, this show is going to be a little tougher than other shows. And let's start with Seton Hall in action last night. A tough loss. They were up uh, early. I think they had as much as a seven-point lead there, and then it just slipped away. The second half was not good, Matt. And, uh, you know, listen, you said it. Uh, they can take a uh, uh, they can take a long run in the conference tournament. It looks like that's what it's going to take at this point. Um, what do you see in um, what did you see last night, and what are you seeing for the future here? Well, a continuation of what we saw during this losing streak, uh, vastly different from when they had put that four-game winning streak just prior to slipping, as they have lately. Bad shooting, no rebounding. There doesn't seem to be any life. And they took it on the chin. I mean, you were being kind by saying, uh, you know, that they had that little bit of a lead, which they did. But really, UConn just squeezed them like a python at the end of the first half, kept it going in the start of the second half, and Seton Hall really never recovered, got within seven. But you never felt like, okay, seven, we can do this. Uh, They're in trouble. There's no question about it. Never mind making the tournament. They're in trouble of winning Saturday's game uh, against St. John's. And then once you get into the tournament, even winning that first game. So uh, their NCAA hopes are still alive because they can win a few in the tournament. They can win Saturday. They can go win the tournament itself and they get the automatic bid. But boy, only the most starry eyed optimist would think that that's going to happen. Johnny, what are you? Th- what are your thoughts with Seton Hall in these last few games? You know, like six games ago, I mean, Matt was saying there's a possibility they can, you know, run the table here, and then uh, just uh, just as hasn't happened. What did you see? Well, they they stubbed their toe uh, on the winnable games that they had before. You know, coming up to this one, and as I I've been trying to tell you guys, do not sleep on Connecticut. I know um, that you both know that they're good, but. They are really coming on strong, and with with uh, a healthy James Book night now, you know you've got some other parts. Like you saw last night, Isaiah Whaley comes out of nowhere and and has a tremendous game at double double. And then what what's got to be sort of insult to injury is the big freshman from the Patrick School, Adama Sanogo. He kicks in with 16 points and nine boards, you know, and and that's a guy that Seton Hall really wanted. They went after him, and Danny Hurley came into Jersey again and uh, and took a good player. I'm telling you, Connecticut is back. They are even a year early. They'll probably lose. Book Knight will obviously go pro because he could be a lottery pick. But but the, the Huskies have players aplenty coming in next year. They have a top 10 recruiting class. Danny is an animal on the sideline. He gets the most out of his players. And they are back. And the Big East has, you know, Villanova is going to have some company up front as some of the other teams start to, you know, move their way towards the back. But um, as Matt said, they've got an opportunity Saturday with St. John's. It'll be interesting to see if Tosh Alexander will play um, on Saturday. He did not play against my woeful Friars last night, who, by the way, had an 11 point lead at halftime and then wound up getting whacked in the second half by 25 points. Hello, Ed Cooley. Call a timeout, my friend. But um, so Seton Hall has a chance Saturday. And then 
it really is in front of them in the Big East tournament. I I, I would think, Matt, that they would, you know, they they would need to get to at least the finals. I think to really start to feel good about themselves. That is, if they can win Saturday, they would uh, they would have to get to the finals um, to really put themselves on that other side of the bubble because they have stubbed their toe badly here, which is not not common for Kevin Willard teams this at this stretch of the season. No, you're absolutely right, John. And you know, going back to the point about being able to run the table. Sure, they had won four in a row, and then they were going to Georgetown and then Butler. They were going on the road for a couple, and you thought, all right, let's grab those. I mean, Georgetown has a couple of wins on their ledger that stand out, but overall you would say that's a winnable game and then would have led you into the final games at home. So the chance was there, but they've just fallen apart. And, yeah, I don't know if they necessarily have to get to the semifinals. That would pretty much ensure it. But I, I think they're on very shaky ground. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone who follows the team or who follows college basketball. Uh, they're just, they're really just hanging on. And I don't see any life in them. I mean, if you were watching the game last night, again, you saw a lot of the same things that you saw against Butler and against Georgetown. As I mentioned earlier, poor shooting, no rebounding. There just is a disconnect there. And I just don't know how emotionally they can get up for a St. John's team that will be playing its last home game of the season with something on the line. I mean, St. John's could finish fourth in the league. So Seton Hall's done well against the Johnnies, including a win earlier this year. Seton Hall prides itself on being a good road team, though that at times this year has taken a hit. But I just don't know how they can turn it around emotionally and say, okay, let's do it. I think they they have seen their hopes slip through their fingers. I think they know that there's a good chance that they're not going to go to the tournament. And I, I just don't see it. I didn't see it in the losses. I didn't see it last night as Connecticut was making a run. I've been waiting for in the second half of the season, particularly for somebody, one of those guys, Mamu Kalashvili or Kale, uh, to just say, okay, we're not going to lose. Let's dig in. And it just hasn't happened. Yeah, well, Saturday could be that, you know, the playing game between those two teams. It could, uh, you know, that head-to-head, who it could be. Um, that might be the one. One thing you don't like to do is is head into this time of season on a downer with a, with a losing streak. You know, they had that four-game winning streak. It would have been nice to be on a four-game winning streak now, you know, headed into Oh, sure. Um, conference time because they look at those, you know, your last 10 games or so. Um, and uh, when they, when they cloister themselves in that room, the, the committee hopefully still wearing their masks, they'll be putting teams together and RPIs and the Ken Palms and all that stuff together. You don't like to be staring at a big fat three or four game losing streak at this time of year. So, yeah, I agree. And I, I, I don't know how the committee is going to do it and we can save the conversation for another time. Yeah. Teams played very few games outside of their conference. You know, yeah. a lot of those big uh, interconference matchups, cross country games haven't been played. So I don't know how you look at where the big East is like, you say, okay, you've got Creighton and Villanova at the top, Villanova first, Creighton second, uh, with UConn third, and that's how they'll finish. But I don't I don't know how good they really are because yeah. they basically just played each other. So how yeah. do you judge? So it'll be difficult for the committee to decide who to invite, um, and it will make for a lot of arguments, I'm sure. 
Yeah, and and Villanova, you mentioned. How about uh, Colin Gillespie goes down with a bad knee injury? Yeah, it it really is is a killer for them. And um, you know, but the one you know bright note, and I know that uh, I was talking with my niece about this. She has been accepted. She will be a freshman at Villanova, as they like to say next year. Um, and she. I don't think likes, they like to say it. I think we like we to do. say it. Yeah, <laughs> put down. <laughs> yeah, I've heard some many of the alumni call it that. So uh, Villanova. Yeah, my niece Megan, uh, along with much of the um, the student body at Villanova, the, the the females that is, they they have quite a crush on Mr. Collins. He's quite the heartthrob down there. So. You know, with this year being a pretty much a free pass for everybody, they have the opportunity to come back next year with the whole COVID-19 thing. The NCAA has, is allowing that. Um, with that bad knee injury, if he's unable to, to play the rest of the season, chances are he'll be back on campus next year. And, you know, a guy like that I don't think really has uh, an NBA pedigree, at least not right now. So um, there'll be a good good chance that, that, that he'll be back on the main line next year for for not only Megan to cheer for, but the rest of the uh, the Wildcat fans, but that doesn't help them now. And no, you no. know he's the sto- the old straw that stirs the drink, yeah. and and the point guard and the the coach on the floor. And so, so hey, be interesting. Maybe Seton Hall does have a chance in the conference tournament. But you know, as you yeah. said, Matt, you know, uh, it, it, last night wasn't a surprise. I mean, UConn was playing better and on the up and up. I mean, the, the tough thing was the loss to. You know Georgetown and Butler, where they were particularly flat in game, in very winnable games. You know, so, and then we'll talk about Rutgers too, because you know there's there was nothing flatter than their performance in in Nebraska. But still, it's it, it's disappointing to see it. even even when they're on the road, a team that you know they're better than, and they don't they don't show up is 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 frustrating in this case. So I mean, you know, they they take care of business at at in DC and and uh, at Butler. Maybe maybe it's a different situation right now. Now they're kind of faced with that that must win it uh, uh, against St. John's, and then again, as you said, a a deep run in the uh, in the tournament for uh, for Seton Hall to. Uh, I think it's to, a lot to ask. It's yeah. a lot to ask, and I also think that you know it wasn't assumed that they were going to lose to Connecticut last night. Quite frankly, now they beat them early in February. Mm-hmm. That was without book night. Yeah. But Book Knight wasn't a factor last night. He got into foul trouble. You know, yep. John mentioned the guys who led the way for UConn. So, you know, I'm not going to give Seton Hall a pass and say, oh, well, UConn's a tough team. They're on the come. You beat them. You beat them there. Mm-hmm. You just didn't play after Absolutely. the first seven or eight yeah. minutes. Yeah. And you know what really hurt, Matt, is, uh, you know, just going up and down the box score is they got killed off the glass, 40 to 28. They're not a good rebounding team. They're, no, and they're especially not. offensively. The offensive yeah. glass numbers were embarrassing. Yeah, well, you got your seven-foot Obiagu. He only comes down with two rebounds. I mean, he should have – he's so tall. He should have two balls, you know, get stuck in in his, in his ear. He's so big, you know. <laughs> you got, got to have grip two more than, than that. I mean, right. Sandro has your uh, your double-double, but he can't do it all by himself. And, and so it's um, – and then again, the, the free throw bugaboo. They missed a bunch of free throws. Yeah. Uh, it, it, when things are going – sideways as my yeah. brother-in-law likes to say when when his golf game sometimes if things start going sideways it's really hard to to bring that thing back into the fairway and so we'll have to see um as i said kevin willard this is this is different for him because his teams usually gel at this time of the year i guess it just further underscores the the miles powell 
um, effect here. That's I heard one of the announcers saying the other night, it's not the X's and O's, it's the Jimmy and Joe's. And so when you don't have the Jimmy and Joe's, then, then it, you know, all warts are, uh, are out there for everyone to see. And then Bryce Aiken got on the court, so maybe that's a positive thing. Now, there's one thing about getting on the court and then getting assimilated with the offense. I mean, he just hasn't been playing, but he did get some time, Matt, and so maybe moving forward, maybe he can give them a little boost. Well, they need someone to take the pressure off of Shavar Reynolds, who has played way too many minutes than he should, and that's not a knock on him. Uh, He just he's wearing down. Yeah. Uh, they don't have another point guard. They use Mamu Kalashvili to bring the ball up off times, but they don't have another point guard. So, yeah, Aiken gives them a little more speed. He gives them a little more experience. He gives them a little more offense. And, yes, last night he was tentative, that's for sure. But it's a, uh, uh, you know what? Uh, I just think it's a lot to ask. Mm-hmm. I hope they can bounce back a couple of days off before the St. John's game, and we've seen it before. It doesn't take much to necessarily get on a roll Yep. It just doesn't look like it's there. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's not like they've been losing nail biters. It's not like they've been losing games where they've been running up and down the court. They can't score. So maybe that does turn around. Maybe they start hitting shots and they start to relax a little bit. We'll see. Yeah, well, uh, they have no other choice but to just play their hearts out. Uh, St. John's this Saturday and then just get into the tournament and, you know, and anything can happen. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll see how Seton Hall fares. We'll uh, take a little break here. We'll come back. We'll talk about Rutgers, who's uh, in trouble as well. <laughs> the big insurance companies barrage you with endless commercials and then have operators on standby, who knows where, ready to push you through the process. At LG Insurance, we'd like to get to know you, find out what your needs are, answer all your questions, earn your trust. No rush here. We'll take all the time you need. And we still have backing from all the big guys. So we'll get you a great rate, too. LG Insurance. Local feel. National backing. And we're back on the Jersey Hardwood podcast at moresportsnow.com. Steve, Matt, and John. Sponsored by LG Insurance. And uh, listen, guys, um, what was tough about uh, the loss to to Nebraska was it was just such an important game. And it was set up. Yeah, it was set up yeah. beautifully. I mean, it was set up beautifully for Rutgers to go there and and kind of seal a tournament bid. And with an up and down season the way they've had it, it was just right there in front of them. And listen, in Nebraska, yes, they played very well. They had a very good offensive game. Uh, but all around, we know they're not a very good team and they're the last of the Big Ten. So this was a game, again, they're going into a gym where it's senior night and that's tough. Everybody wants to play that, you know, as you said, John, everybody wants to, you know, uh, say goodbye in, in the right way. And and um, boy, uh, Nebraska sure did. And Rutgers just got smoked. They were never in this one. It was just really, really disappointing because it was right there in front of them. And and the the manner of which they played, I mean, they were just terrible from the jump. They it didn't look like they were ready to play. The body language, the, all this stuff that, 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 that you're concerned with this team, it all came out in that game. They were just terrible. They were, I mean, they were down by over 30 to, to Nebraska. It was, it was just a horrible performance. And, uh, you know, you got it. Listen, you just got to, you know, burn it 
burn the uh, burn the film and then move on to the next game. But I was how many times have I said this, guys? You don't want to have to go to Minnesota to win that game to get into the tournament. And I'm telling you right now, the one thing, whatever they do in the tournament is what it, that Rutgers has to make the tournament. They just have to. Um, if I can just set this up and then I'll let you guys go is that, come on. They were right. It wasn't just the fan base. that was excited here, guys. They were ranked 24th in the country at the beginning of the year. So there was plenty of writers that liked them too. Not only that, they go on and play fantastic basketball. They beat Illinois. Okay. And by the way, the following game, they're up 18 points to Ohio state before they collapsed in the second half of that game. And, and, you know, you gave it to them on that, in, in that situation, but they were 11th in the country guys. And I'm and like, I understand they weren't that good. And then challenges happened, but they are now at a point where they're hoping to make the tournament so that the, 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 you know, it's just a drastic change from what was happening at the beginning of the season. And, you know, you want to point fingers. And there's a lot of, a lot of scenarios, you know, coaching players, not living up to what they were, you know, earlier in the season, all kinds of things, so injuries, uh, but it, what a dis- disappointing uh, performance in Lincoln that sets them up for really what's a must win uh, Saturday in Minnesota. Yeah, well, if I could say one thing is you cannot stop Lat Mayan. You can only hope to contain him. Where did this guy come from? As you mentioned, Nebraska is last in the Big Ten. They're a, they're not a good team at all. Um, and then this guy, this junior, comes out of nowhere. He's averaging eight and a half points a game. He drops 25 on Rutgers and, you know, looks like Carl Malone along the way. <laughs> I, I agree, Steve. I don't know from, from the opening tip, this thing was a mismatch. This is talk about, we talked in the previous segment about Kevin Willard's teams uncommon for them to, to, to struggle down the stretch. I've never seen a Pikeville team pull almost a, a veritable no-show um, and with so much on the line, as you said, th- this was a game that they had to have because mm-hmm. now you're going to go uh, play at Minnesota, who's good. They have mm-hmm. a good team. They've been ranked in the top 25 much of the season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all bets are off right now. You, you, you drop this one and you find yourself at 13 and 11 and you're, you're on the outside of the Big East, uh, Big East. You're on the outside of the NCAA tournament looking in as well. And, and they've got some work to do. Um, at the Big Ten tournament, which I, I see today, uh, good news is they're going to allow about eight thousand fans uh, to be in attendance for um, for the Big Ten tournament, which will be a treat because it's an amazing conference uh, with with some terrific teams. But yeah, the fact that they no showed like that at this time was was curious at best, and they had better get back on it because. Um, we talked about going sideways, and, and you don't want to do it again on uh, on Saturday in Minnesota. No, Minnesota's been on a real downer, though. They've lost six in a row and like nine of their last 11, but they're 13-3 and three at home, and again, last game and all that sort of stuff. But Minnesota's really headed south. That being said, going back to Rutgers' performance, what stunned me was that after the win at home against Indiana, where they dug down deep, there was so much energy. We talked about Seton Hall in the first half of the show. No energy, no emotion. They just seemed to be down so much. And Rutgers had the opposite. They're going crazy. They're chest bumping. They're high flying. They, they're playing defense. And Geo Baker is going off. 
and then nothing. I mean, I don't know how you could be Jekyll and Hyde in a week, but they certainly did that. So uh, the the benefit that they have is they have a few days off, or ha- you know, they they played on uh, what March first. They played yeah, on Monday, Monday. And, yep. and they'll play on Saturday. So they've got some time to get it together. But Steve Peichel has had to say a few too many times afterward. You know, this is on me. I've got to be better. Although the players did, uh, were given the opportunity. They weren't after what the Maryland game. They weren't allowed to talk to the media. But he did allow them to speak after the the loss uh, in Lincoln, and and they did admit that you know it was it was on them. They need to be better. But they don't shoot well. That's a problem. And you're right, Matt. Minnesota is struggling, and they're hurt. They got a couple players uh, hurt. uh, So. uh, they've been struggling down the stretch. But again, listen, you, you catch fire at home. Uh, again, it's senior night again So uh, for for Minnesota. So um, that's going to be a tough task no matter who they put on the floor. I think the one thing that is in favor of Rutgers is that they have been struggling and they do have a few. They're down a couple players, uh, a couple starters. So. Uh, this is uh, this is an opportunity again, and um, but the way they the, the way they're starting these games, I mean, um, it was just a horrendous start to uh, to the Nebraska game where they never even usually they have some fight and come back. I mean, they didn't even have that. I mean, so I, I'm baffled with with you guys on that, and uh, you know, I and here's the question. You know, we we talked about uh, you know some people saying they're in after the Indiana uh, win. Um, uh, I think we all agree that it's way too early and, uh, you know, a loss to Minnesota and then an early exit in the, uh, in the conference tournament and, um, they're out. wow. And they're, they're out. And, yeah, he, no, that, 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 and that guys, listen, <laughs> I'll go back, uh, guys, I'll go out. back to, I know they had some injuries and, and then the struggles here and there and everybody's dealing with COVID. So I don't, don't blame COVID and don't blame the big 10 either. We know it's a good conference, but I've heard enough about that. It's a very good conference. It's competitive every night, whatever. And COVID, everybody's dealing with COVID and, and, and all the protocols and all the things that are in place. It's a different season. I get that, but this was a team and yes, they had a couple injuries there, but they they're healthy now, okay? So, you know, you see, you know, Turgeon bring his uh, to Terps into the rack, and this is a team that they handled pretty well at the beginning of the season, and they lost, and they, they you know, it, was, it wasn't even that close that game. I got to tell you, they did not look good. And, you know, look, you look at a team like Purdue. They beat Purdue. Purdue's in the top half of the Big Ten, so you're seeing these teams improve through the course of the season. And, you know, Rutgers has not. And um, for whatever reasons they are, and listen, I am going after the players, but I'm going after Pykele a little bit too. Listen, I love him. He's the right guy. He's done a great job with recruiting, and it's a, you know, uh, you know, Rutgers has done a 180. But still, he's the, the you know he's the potential here to be the lower half of the Big Ten when they were supposed to be in the upper half of the Big Ten. And again, they were highly touted at the beginning of the season. And let's not forget, I know I said it, I'm a broken record. At one point, they were 11th in the, in the country, guys, and they beat Illinois, who by the way just smoked Michigan the other night. And and and, and yeah. Illinois was healthy, so. You know, and they have some good wins there. They beat Purdue, um, you know, in Indiana twice. They've got, you know, the big win over Michigan State finally. Michigan State's down this year. But, again. Um, Playing to, better. And They're it, starting yeah. to come on a bit. Yeah, and it's important. It's important to make the tournament this year after all that because that's really what the goal was in the end of the day. I think earlier in the season was even a little more than that. And even, you know, See, like, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be typical – Rutgers fashion, you knowing as a uh, uh, as an alum that uh, knowing that they were in the tournament last year and they were going to make it, 
if they were to really stub their toe this year and not get in, you'd just be like, oh my gosh, you know. Well, you know what? That's why kind of a thing. That's why I wanted him to do a selection Sunday anyway. You know, seriously, I I did, and for the for Uh, for that reason, just wanted to get it. Just wanted to be done with it, man. It's thirty years, man. So, um. You know, it's just really important, and, I, and it's right in front of them. Listen, they beat Minnesota, and then like, yeah, they, they listen. They beat Minnesota. They're they're likely a lock. I, you know, I, I mean, if we, I fall, know well, if we, if we fall short from there, then then if they win their opening uh, Big Ten conference game, then perhaps that they're a lock at that point. But um, uh, but to to go on the road and beat Minnesota, which as I told you guys numerous times and for weeks now, they don't want to do that, and here they are. Yeah. Um, it, well, it's a tough spot. Yeah, what, what you want to do is, and I don't know where I heard this, but I tell my kids at the beginning of the, each season, I say, fellas, take a look at the schedule and just do look at the first one in front of you. Let's just go on a a, a bunch of twelve game, one game winning streaks. Let's just do that. Yeah. So it starts yeah. with Saturday. I mean. Listen, you, you can pull out all the cliches you want. You got to put the ball in the basket, and you know we could measure the the uh, rim like back in the Hickory Gym. Hey, it's the same yeah. size, as, right. right, Matt? You got to yeah. just win and, Saturday. It starts with Saturday. Yeah. Forget the Big Ten tournament. Knock it out on Saturday. Get it done. Flush uh, Nebraska down the you know what, and and come on out uh, ready to roll on Saturday. And, and and if they can do that at fourteen and ten, headed to the Big Ten tournament. They should be in. You know, you feel pretty good. You don't want to drop that first one there. But, it, again, yeah. it starts with Saturday. It does. And, Matt, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, if you look at the two programs, Rutgers and Seton Hall, I would say it's almost more disappointing for Rutgers because they were, you know, they were ranked early in the season. They, I don't think Seton Hall, there was, a lot, there was a big expectations there. And they actually played quite well at the beginning of the season. Now, it's disappointing on both levels for both programs because, come on, guys, a couple weeks ago, we were, like, flying high, like, New Jersey basketball, let's go. And now we're like, oh, boy, oh. Oh boy, New Jersey basketball. Yeah. But uh, um, you know, as hot, you know, they got to eleventh, you know, ranked eleventh in the country, and now to be at the position where they might be on the outside looking in is really tough. Now, both, you know, of course, Seton Hall is going to be a big disappointment because they um, they actually looked quite good uh, uh, for, uh, for a, a nice chunk in the middle of the season. Actually, in in, in conference play, they were looking quite good. And then um, and struggles for both programs uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks is, uh, has put the whole uh, New Jersey uh, New Jersey in the tournament uh, in in question. Well, I, and I will say that yes, Rutgers had higher expectations. There's no question about that. And it's been so long since they've yeah. been in the tournament. So not to make it this year would be a disappointment. But Seton Hall has gone to four straight NCAA yeah. tournaments. And they would have gone last year. So if you want to, you know, play that game, we can. We can't. But so no, th- there were not expectations of national championships, but they certainly expected with uh, Mamu Kalashvili coming back, Roden coming back, mm-hmm. uh, having Bryce Aiken come in. Uh, they were expecting that uh, that Miles Kale. Uh, would do something. Now he had, he's been a bit of a mystery throughout his time at Seton Hall, but now your senior year and he always brought good defense. So no, there were expectations, maybe not Big East champions, but certainly expectations that they should be a tournament team. Uh, they were predicted in the coaches poll or the media poll before the season to finish fifth, they could finish fourth. 
but it's just ending in a in an ugly way. So no, I think there were expectations, but you're right. Uh, they are much higher on the Rutgers side. And let's just say, listen, we said we're going to find the silver lining in this show. And as John just said, it's not over. It starts with Saturday. So, you know, win, win your games. You know, Seton Hall takes care of business at St. John's. Unfortunately, they're both on the road. Uh, Rutgers at Minnesota. And then you just got to show with the conference tournament is the bottom line. And um, that's uh, that's how it has to go at, you at know this what they point. Need, fellas? Yep. Can we, is it too late in the season to schedule a... Uh, a game between both schools. Maybe that's what they need is <laughs> right. to see each other on across yeah. the the uh, half court line yeah. to get their juices flowing again. It would have been nice to. Uh, have, I think have I think two I think two flat teams would come out on the court because they were both like in the last performances were certainly uh, uh yeah. these, these teams are flat. I mean, it's right. Yep. It is. It's, it's a. It's a as a pancake good way to put it. Yeah. So. Well, uh, and I'll, I just want to say this too because I talked about the Big East. We don't know how good they really are. They didn't play many teams outside the conference. It's also true of the big 10 Michigan's only played five teams outside the conference. Uh, and you can go down the list and, and see, and uh, you know, I'd have to look at their schedule. I'm, uh, you know, I'm sure there were a few cupcakes in there. My point is if the big 10, which everyone is saying the best conference in college basketball, like how many bids should they get? Mm-hmm. Because if you go seventh right now, that means Maryland is in, is Maryland an NCAA tournament? Cause right now they're seventh in the conference. Right, they're tied record-wise with Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maryland I mean it's, it's a good NCAA tournament. It's team? a good question. They certainly didn't look at in the beginning of the season. They did improve, but I, I don't know if they're a, a, a tournament team. Yeah, um, we talked about Michigan. Ask your son that question, Matt. What would he tell you? Uh, he would say, <laughs> "My oldest would say, yes, they are, of course, yeah.' <laughs> uh, but I mean, so you look at it, and yes, I think Rutgers does have its fate in its own hands, and it starts with Saturday. Yeah." But maybe they got to go on a little bit of a run too, because right now they're they're sitting yeah. middle of the pack, a little bit below. Yeah, is, is the Big Ten that good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think you're right. I I really do think that they Saturday is really a must for them. Uh, and if they don't win Saturday, then they're looking at maybe having to win two in the Big Ten tournament. I would think, yeah. uh, especially one- as as you say, if Maryland keeps keeps winning. You know, you got to start looking around. And Maryland just did a number on on Rutgers uh, in the not yeah. too past, not too distant past. They, yeah, they and really by the way, Penn, Penn State uh, rocked Minnesota in their last game. So this Minnesota really has nothing to play for in terms of getting in a tournament. I mean, they're out. Richard that, Pitino might be. This might be his. You know, his yeah. nadir. I mean, he, he might be it, looking. It might at, be. Yeah, yeah I mean, his but, players. Do, do they want him to come back as their coach? We'll we'll see because. The kids have a way of, you yeah. know, if they don't, if they've tuned you out, they might just uh, do the same thing on the floor as if to say, you know what, we need a new voice, man. And you're well, out listen, of here. This team's, this Minnesota's down. This is, Rutgers has an opportunity here. It's a good time to catch them. It's not like they're on fire and at home and it's going to be like, almost like Purdue seemed like. Purdue wasn't at, at their best last year when, when Rutgers went in and beat them. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's kind of that, it's got that kind of feel to it. It's just, uh, yeah. it's just really important for them to go and, uh, and win that game. And, um, and we'll see that's Saturday at noon and then, uh, Seton Hall that evening, uh, at St. John's. So, uh, these guys got to win and, uh, we'll then, be on it. and then the conference tournaments, we will definitely be on it. And, uh, Matt, you got rock, uh, you got, uh, Rangers, uh, devils tonight. So, uh, good luck with that. Uh, there are, uh, people coming, uh, uh, fans coming back to the uh, arenas, correct? 
Yep, they just uh, started that 10%. They had 1,800 in the building on Tuesday against the New York Islanders. We'll have 18 again tonight and Saturday. How do you get that ticket? Well, they sold it through season ticket. They made it available Uh, to the season ticket members first, and those those tickets went quick. Of course. In fact, uh, we had a meeting today, and the tickets, it's amazing what gets measured these days, but uh, our president, Jake Reynolds, mentioned that the Devils sold their tickets to their season ticket holders. They made them available to the season ticket holders. And whatever the percentage was, it is 14% higher of season ticket holders buying tickets that are made available than other NHL teams had when they made their tickets available. Okay. I don't know what that means, but it sounds like our fan base is engaged. Yes, which is uh, which is good news. And uh... Now we just uh, got to get some wins yeah, on the ice, it's been a scuffle. They've mm-hmm. uh, they've just got one win in the last seven. Yeah, so they've been struggling as of late. But uh, figure we'd save that for another show because <laughs> we can go on and on. Uh, uh, because you know, it's we we forget. Um, you know, you're you're actually you actually covered the Nets, correct, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you I, did, I did. Cover, you did cover basketball at, at one point. So I did. Uh, yeah, I so, was uh, I, I was there. Uh, Chuck Daly years. They weren't. I mean, Chuck got the team into the playoffs, but right. it really wasn't uh, until you know Jason Kidd came along and they went to two NBA finals that right. uh, they were forced mm-hmm. to be reckoned with. But yep, yeah, I was back there in those uh, Chuck yeah. Daly early John Calipari years. So yeah. you thought it's not just hockey chops, and then they had the Mets Mets for the longest time, and so uh, you know. You're an all-around sports guy, not just the uh, just trying the hockey to find guy. something I can do well. Master, <laughs> jack of all trades, master uh, of nothing. And then say. Pirates Talk, of course, too, which is a, it was a terrific show, too. So covering uh, uh, Seton Hall as well. So Yeah, um, Tony yeah. Bazell is the guest this week, oh, the good. women's coach. He okay. has a great story to tell. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's really a gripping story. You know, he had COVID earlier in the year himself. And, you know, he talks about not only navigating his team through COVID, they had multiple pauses, and all the other things that come with it in terms of, you know, not being able to see people and, and, and families not being able to come to games. But, you know, also his personal uh, travails where he was really knocked through blood clots, et cetera. So uh, he talks about that on the latest okay. show, but also about his team, which finished third and they won mm-hmm. five in a row. They're the second hottest team going into the women's tournament. So we'll see what happens. There we go. Yeah, Matt, did I see that they put three women on the first team all-conference uh, team? They did. They wow. did. Yeah. That's um, amazing. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. They, they, uh, they were able to do that. And yeah, uh, he's done a great job turning the program around. Did, uh, did the Connecticut team, were they not allowed to be a part of all oh, of that? Oh, no. They, yeah, they did. Paige Becker's there. I mean, I don't know if oh, you guys have uh, seen her play. She could play in the NBA right yeah. now. She is, I mean, she is unbelievable. Just a yeah. freshman. She was named not only freshman of the year, but Vicky's player of the year. Yeah. Like, she is one of the all, she's going to be one of the all-time, all-times. If it were possible, she would be one of those one and dones. I guess it is possible if she wanted to go to Europe and play. Yeah. Like, she's that good. But my guess is she'll. She'll be there for the duration, and she'll imagine be saying, wreaking imagine havoc. Saying yeah, when you say that you could could be one of the all-time greats, I mean, when you're thinking of a school with a litany of talent like that, I mean, that's really saying a mouthful when you say she could be the best that, that Gina Oriem has ever had. That's, that's putting a lot of, you know, a lot of women in play there because they oh, yeah. have, I mean, over the last 30 years, 25 years, they have just been the gold standard, and um, as a freshman for her to be doing what she's doing, 
um, it's amazing. It really is. Yeah. No, she's a great player. All right, March Madness upon us. Big game Saturday. We'll be locked in. We'll follow it. We'll come back next week. So that'll do it for this week of the Jersey Hardwood Podcast. I'm Steve Tishner with Matt Lachlan and John Mackley. Check us out on, you can get iHeartRadio, on Spotify, even on our site, moresportsnow.com, iTunes, any place where you check out uh, podcasts, you can catch us there. And we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.